Today we're covering Robert De Niro's grandson, who unfortunately passed away of a drug overdose. We're speaking about the criminalization of substance use. Also, we're addressing some of WIP's questions about law enforcement investigation techniques and ethics surrounding them. Uh, we're also going to address some of the misconceptions about fentanyl and the poisoning of our drug supply. And lastly, we're going to cover some of our thoughts on drug policy generally. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Robert De Niro's grandson, uh, Leonardo uh, De Niro Rodriguez, passed away, and he uh, was a 19-year-old actor. The context of uh, of his passing is that he uh, was um, the victim of a of an overdose, and uh, that's uh, that's a story that's been in the news. Uh, it happened, uh, I think, it was on July first, and um, a, f- a family member, friend, I think, it was a friend, um, called uh, for a welfare check on him on uh, July the second, and uh, it turned out he passed away on the first. They found um, they went through his phone, as I understand it. And found text messages from um, between him and his uh, his dealer, um, who is a a twenty year old uh, young lady herself, who um, is uh, has been arrested for uh, narcotics trafficking, and she's uh, currently facing uh, sixty years of uh, jail time for the charges that they've uh, put on her. But I guess for, for murder or for trafficking or for I don't know. You get sixty years for trafficking. You can, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought they were like charging her with uh, some like crime, like manslaughter or something like that. So I, I'm not, I'm not sure of the. Okay. That, that's a that's a good point. We probably should get into that. But the w- the way I understand it is, it was just uh, several narcotics charges, and 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 I, so interesting. I, you, yeah, so I, we'll, we'll put it on the screen here what what she was actually charged with. So forgive me for not having that actual detail, but a lot of charges. The uh, part I'd like to discuss is uh, so she's the text messages between uh, this young lady and the deceased were somewhat interesting where she said, oh, I don't want to kill you. It's kind of real, it's something to the effect of it being very strong. It's very potent. Yeah. And uh, and I think that ties into this issue, right? So, um, and, and, and there is a little bit difference between, uh, I know I, I read a study in the, uh, and we'll, we'll quote the study in the in the notes here, but uh, in New York where they, um, uh, people, uh, fentanyl is expected in 19% of the substances. And again, it's it's really loose as far as who they're asking this, 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 uh, these questions too, but uh, it's it's apparent. I think in eighty two percent of the uh, of uh, opiate related substances in um, in New York at this point, but it's only been expected by eighteen percent now in in Toronto. And again, it depends on what community you're asking this to. So I think it's I don't know how much we can read into those actual studies, but there is a lot of people that uh, you know most people in the communities that we support know they're getting fentanyl, and that's actually what they're looking for. It gets really tricky, and uh, you know, kind of covers some lines about. Uh, uh, people that are substance uh, dependent are often, uh, you know, selling it as well. So it's it's complicated, right? These there's no simple answers to this. Absolutely. So so what I'm hearing is that um, a very tr- tragic story, and sadly these tragedies are more and more common, and they're so common now that um, celebrities have family members that also have it uh, happening uh, to them uh, as well. And the the part that's interesting. I mean, I hate using words like interesting or curious because it's uh, just all tragic, Uh, is that um, the person was charged, a uh, 20-year-old person, uh, she was charged uh, with uh, crimes that could face six years in uh, in jail. And she was charged for something that many people do. 
Yes. And, and many people aren't charged with going to jail for 60 years. And and I don't know how much this reflects the difference of the philosophy in different states within the United States uh, versus uh, Canada. Um, I think about a couple of newspaper articles I read where a couple of doctors or a nurse practitioner were charged with uh, murder for um, overprescribing drugs that patients became dependent on. Uh, I think of Canada where um, we have uh, prescribers uh, that are part of these uh, programs where they're giving much, much, much higher doses of opiates to keep people dependent on them, to keep them away from this uh, unpredictable fentanyl. I remember in 2015, 2016, we used to try to drug check people's urines and sometimes ask them, know, hey, where are they getting real heroin? And now we both know that a lot of people prefer fentanyl to the heroin as well. It's almost impossible to get heroin. Yeah, very interesting thing. Yeah, it's it 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 is a it's a complicated problem, and um, so the so the name of this individual is uh, Sophie Haley Marks. She's she's twenty, and uh, I guess she uh, some people call her the Percocet Princess, and uh, and she sells to a lot of young people. And this transaction she sent over in a in a in a driver service. It was uh, she charged uh, hundred and five dollars for a handful of pills. I suspect um, that this case has gotten a little bit more attention because of the celebrity aspect to it. I don't know. I don't want to. Um, I, I don't think there's. I don't think this is an everyday occurrence that everybody who sells uh, and someone passes away is ending up in a, with facing sixty years of charges. I, I, that doesn't seem to be happening that in in a widespread manner. And I think um, the difference between the um, uh, and I'm not saying this is why it's happening, but uh, there is a big difference between the Canadian justice system and the U.S. justice system in that most of the uh, most of the judges, I think, in the U.S. are elected, or a lot of them are elected. Uh, and uh, in Canada, none of them are elected. So um, sometimes you, uh, I, I've been told that that's one of the theories why you know our American friends uh, end up with some three and four hundred year sentences for different things. Um, I mean, obviously, no one's the difference between a 200-year sentence and a 400-year sentence, but do, tough, do tough they, on crime. Do they, do they have to be uh, lawyers to become judges? I'm so ignorant. I'm so That's ignorant. A good question. I'm so ignorant. In, in Canada, they do, I understand, but, I'm so uh, um, but but I don't know in the States if they do. I mean, this is so tricky because what, what angle do you do you take for this? You know, do you take the angle of how to protect uh, uh, De Niro's kid? How do you help De Niro's grandkid protect himself? How do you help him pick up the skills? How do you find the people who are trafficking, although a lot of people who traffic use and that's how they fund their, their habit? Uh, do you find them before they, they, they sell it? Uh, do you do stings where you buy it from them and then you charge them with murder? Like, I don't know. And, and don't that's, know. How they, that's how they did the charge in her case. So they, they, did, uh, they, did a, they did a buy afterwards. So, you know, so... And that's where it gets tricky, right? So, um, yeah, something I, you know, I, I, I don't talk about a lot. I've mentioned it in a couple different settings, but uh, yeah. So I, um, everybody knows that I, um, I uh, uh, did a lot of drugs for a big period of time, but I don't really openly discuss that I sold a lot of drugs. But I did sell a lot of drugs. Um, is and, there a uh, statute of limitations for this stuff? I'm not sure. Well, hopefully there is. Fingers hopefully crossed. there is. Fingers crossed. And. Um, uh, but you know it 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 uh, and I and I have faced a lot of criminal charges um, and I, I for the trafficking for, part. Yes, for the trafficking part. Thank you for nailing that down. Sorry, we're talking about something serious, and I'm just like, this is uh, yeah. This drugs that I was charged with selling, I I, I didn't sell. Um, they they had somebody put them there. 
right? They paid somebody. They paid really? they paid a friend of mine seven hundred dollars to put a bag of drugs in. What? in yeah. This isn't this isn't uh, shocking. No, it's like a, you see it in cartoons all the time, right? Like you know they uh, what do you call? Uh, they'll um, they'll kill the black person, then they'll put the the gun and the drugs on them. It's like this uh, Simpsons kind of. Uh, well, I, I, yeah, I don't. Th I, I'm not gonna. I, I, yeah, that's obviously horrendous. And I, I no, it is horrendous, but yeah. it's something that's so horrendous and so true that what can you do other than have this but, like black horrible humor? No, that's horrible. But man. somebody made the determination that I was doing it, and I was. So, uh, but so what no, they do, they, they find another, they got to make sure that they find, uh, how do you know with where that person's got enough drugs to meet, to, to meet the threshold of oh, a charge? Oh, so you only get one bust, right? Like you don't get more than one. Well, these busts are, are big deals, right? It's a, you know, you've got, they're, they're, you know, they're, they needed a, you know, a search warrant. They needed the, you know, there's, you know, I think 20 officers, they had to, they need a battering ram to go through a door. You know, they, uh, you know, had to close down a, a hotel to do this to, you know, it was, a, it was a, it was a big deal. Oh, like, what you went through. Correct. Oh, wow. That is really big. It's like a movie. Yes. It's like a, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, it was it, it the, the, they had to they they took thirty seven uh, thirty seven attempts with a uh, thirty seven strikes with a battering ram to get through the door and the, the was, hotel and the hotel and there was so much uh, there was so much smoke or heat created from the battering ram that all the all the uh, fire Fireballs. extinguishers went off in the whole floor of the hotel. It was literally like one of those like SWAT raids that you see like uh, like in yeah. Vegas or but like just think how long it takes for thirty seven strikes it, and they had to change guys three it's times like traumatic shit man yeah and you're on the other side of the door trying to open the door <laughs> but you don't want to quite be in front of that door i don't know why they couldn't get in the door um it was an old hotel uh but um uh but they couldn't get they can't get they couldn't get you don't want to be on the side of the door when the battering ram comes through because it's it is like a very traumatic experience and but the point is, is they got to make sure if they're going through all that thing, the person's got the drugs on the other side of the room. And I didn't even know that the drugs were there, but they were, you know, kind of tucked into the, uh, tucked into the couch, right? So, because my friend was there, right? That's how they... Oh, they, he's in the room with you? No, he was in the room 20 minutes before. Oh, my. So, and then he left and, yeah, it took, you know, a year and a half before that full story came out and he he came clean of it. And Did they did they pay him? Did they reduce yeah, his charges? $700 cash. Oh, so it wasn't $700 of drugs. It was... No, they didn't give him drugs. I'm not suggesting that. They gave him cash. They give cash. But that, 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 like, uh, maybe I just have a false sense of ethics. It just seems wrong to, like... Like, am I, am I wrong? Like, like, or is it that um, because you were selling anyways that it's okay to do ethically? Like, I don't know. It just seems I, wrong. I think criminalizing somebody who is uh, clearly struggling themselves is 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 wrong. I think criminalizing... Oh, but this is like a different level of wrong, though. Like, it's like... It's, is this it's, ethically right? No, it's actually... Of course it's not. It's horrible. Yeah, so, right. And then, you know, and it's a... It, it, Yes, it, it was right. Maybe so, I just have no sense how the world works, right? Like it's. Uh, I'm not suggesting that's how the world works. I'm just. I can only tell you what, what happened, happened in my yeah, case, fair enough, fair enough. and um, I don't know how how uh, how widespread it was or is, but uh, uh, I can tell you that I had the same cash offers like uh, hours afterwards uh, to to help do other people. So I know it exists even from that side, which, uh, but it took a while before. They the just whole... get the, the most vulnerable mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and they, can, they can almost get them to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Who wouldn't take $700 to put a, a bag of drugs in a couch? Yeah. You know, and you might even feel you're doing good, right? Like, like, oh, I'm uh, taking a dealer off the street.
Well, I mean, yeah, but he, mm. but the person is a dealer as well. That's why he was there. No, I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, it's yeah. almost like... Uh, yeah, you're helping. You could, you could bring, you could, like... Yeah, and you can suspect that there would be other promises that I will help you with this, or, uh, you know, if you're helping us, we're not going to get you, right? So there's always that aspect to it as well. If you're on our side, we'll, we'll, we'll look the other way if we hear you doing something. I mean, in all those, like, uh, cop movies and those crime movies, they have certain bad guys that are sort of on their side, right? Like, it's... Yeah. The, but the definition of a bad, so that's the def, here, here we are. The bad guy. The bad guy, right? So, so who is the bad guy? Well, in your story. Well, no, uh, in all know. these, in, no, no, it's a good point. In all yeah. these stories, who is the bad guy? I don't know. Right? So, am, it, it, well, the story you just told, uh, it was the, the police for paying that guy to, to come in for that, like, small circumscribed uh, example. Okay. But but for the, the bigger picture where you're dealing, I'm not sure. The part where the addiction comes, I'm not sure. I mean, for in the case of uh, of of, uh, of Sophie Marks there, they uh, uh, they sold her drugs. She delivered drugs to, to the dealer. They did a buy. Uh, there was, you know, um, money changed hands. Drugs changed hands. They tested those drugs. Those were the same drugs that that uh, uh, that killed this uh, this young man. So uh, she obviously sells drugs. Is she the bad guy? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you a lot of these Hollywood movies, they, at least when I used to watch them like 10, 20 years ago, they'd always talk about how the big problem with the U.S. was they were going at the uh, supply and not at the demand, right? Like they're like, how do you reduce the need for these drugs or how do you... Right. So that's the war on drugs. So, uh, and... Yeah, are you helping the, the right? They're not working on the well. We're helping on the demand on the demand side, right? That's well, what we're we do. trying. We're trying. Well, that's what we do, whether we do it successfully or not. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, you well, know, trying, but we're yeah. not working on the. What I mean by that is we're not helping on the supply no, side. We're not. We're not. Doing this you know, at all. We're not, we're not yeah. in, in, in cahoots with the uh, you know the tough on drugs people. We're not uh, giving the addresses of our patients to uh, to the law enforcement no, saying you know go, go 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 arrest these people because I think they're they've got a drug habit. So I guess just, you know, I guess there's two points that, that, that I thought were uh, worth covering on this, which is, um, you know, this, this fentanyl versus, you know, the, the, the poisoning, uh, you know, of the drug supply is not as simple as it all sounds, no. right? No, there, there seems to be some, um, uh, some misconceptions out there that people are, are adding this substance to, to, uh, to a otherwise unadulterated substance of heroin or uh, something else uh, and, and, and poisoning them sometimes on purpose. Uh, but no, it, that's not true. That's, that's not the way that it no, works. No, it's just the product they have. Right, it's just the product they have. But also beyond that, it's also what a lot of the the the, the individuals that are using the substances um, uh, are looking for. At least here, at least for the patients that we see, a lot of them are looking for fentanyl. Yes. I can't say for the states and stuff because the the percentages are moving in the direction they are here, like they're where we were several years back. Uh, but but here now, yeah, it's it was we we both know this. I mean, like we remember five six years ago, people were like, oh, it's got fentanyl. I don't want to go see that dealer anymore. Now it's just a part of the. It's expected. It's just understood, right. yeah. And now they have extra adulterants that give you an even better high, right? Like, uh, yes. so it's... Uh, and that's where it gets tricky, right? Because, uh, you know, I think I've shared this story on, on the podcast before about, you know, when uh, when I've worked in different centers and, and, and people have been taken out by EMS 
and you know I uh, been asked you know who it's, who did they buy their stuff from what what's like that's the question right? really yeah absolutely not not by EMS no, no but by the police that are there no 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 not by the police please don't care oh people want to know no people want to know where they got their stuff from I was at a talk about eight nine years ago. And this when they were fighting for naloxone, naloxone, naloxone. And one person who'd been doing this for like 15, 20, whatever years was like, you can give out naloxone, people are just going to use closer and closer and closer to the edge because they know that the naloxone will bring them out of it if people are around. And I don't know if that's true or not true, but what you're saying is people want to get right to that edge. Absolutely. That they want to get right to that edge where they get the optimal high, they don't die, but they come close. Absolutely. Well, I don't want to say that they come close to dying, but like I just they want to get right to that. Right. So they think that that person being taken out by EMS, it's not that they don't think that's a serious thing, but they think that's not going to happen to them, that that person is an amateur, right? They don't know how to handle their drugs. I've got a higher tolerance than they do. I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really in the... I mean, uh, people still don't feel comfortable sharing with me all the stuff that they, they do. Right. And so... But also you get the same thing of when you're when you're giving somebody naloxone is that it's it not usually a happy outcome for the person, right? You're, no, it's you're, not. You're putting somebody in precipitated withdrawal by doing that, correct? Yeah, you're causing withdrawal. Yeah. Right. So, and and they don't think they had a problem. That's the problem. So they don't know how close they were. They don't know that they sometimes stop breathing, right? And that's and that that gets very problematic because you know uh, beyond the fact that sometimes when you use it, the person comes out actually angry, physically violent, or swinging at you. What are you What are you trying to say about the? You're saying that people don't want naloxone. People don't people, want to receive naloxone. Yeah, I, I've never administered naloxone and to been, somebody who wanted it. Well, they don't. Okay, so let's be clear about when you're administering naloxone, somebody is not able to speak or communicate. Yes. So that's the only cir- circumstances that I'm familiar yes. with that you're supposed yeah. to administer. Yeah. So it's not like you can't ask what they want at that time, right? Fair? Yeah. Okay, so, but after somebody comes back from naloxone, I've not yet, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm sure it happens all the time, but I've not, no one's been grateful to me for, for helping them. Yeah. Well, maybe, I mean, the thing is, you know, you're just so focused on getting the person breathing and being alive, but ideally it'd be great if you could do like a slow push where it goes in and then just like slowly increase the right amount. Right. And they're breathing. Right. And that's so, and, and when you're using the uh, IM, when you, which is the intermuscular version, we, I do use it. I've, I have used it slower. Right. So, and uh, I've, and I've done the training. I've actually done the training, train, train the trainer. Oh, you're a train, train, yeah. Train. Well, years ago, but yeah. but even that, they don't really give you a whole lot of like go slowly kind of advice on that. But um, you know, because after you're after you've used you know used it once, then you know it's uh, in, when you're on the second and third. Level. Oh yeah, yeah. Then you're... yeah. So you know, you're, yeah, because especially nowadays it takes like sometimes three injections, right? right? And you don't know what. And, and the problem is, you, you're not even sure what you're going up against, right? You don't know if it's if there's ben, benzodiazepines in there. You don't know if it's xylazine in there. So if it's xylazine in there, then the the uh, it's not going to do anything. No, it's not. You may be able to restore their breathing, but they're still not going to be conscious because the xylazine has made yeah, them unconscious. So it gets yeah. very complicated. Yeah, basically, I think what you were trying to say was that people want that optimal experience, whatever that might might be. Right. Uh, and uh, while there may be fear in the states, or oh, it's fentanyl, it's bad, it's fentanyl, it's bad. We went from here being like, oh, it's fentanyl, it's bad, to like, oh, I want fentanyl. Yeah, I've never yeah. done heroin. 
I don't even know what heroin is. Yeah. So most of the people I support have never done heroin. They haven't. They've just done fentanyl. I mean, because that's, you know, if if you've only been doing uh, opiates for a few years, that's all there is. There was the issue around fentanyl, right? And you want to make it sort of clear that, hey, we're in a different world now, right? At least here in Canada, we're... All we really have is fentanyl, and that's what people people want, and that's what they they use. Um, uh, and uh, and there's that uh, difficulty around ethics. Like, is there actually a bad guy in this? And the 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 charge. I don't know why it um it it bothers me. Like, um, for the twenty year old to be charged, maybe it's just I don't see it as a solution to to all of this. Right. I mean, you know, I think like it, I just, this uh, tough uh, on this this tough on tough drugs. on one person. Well, I mean, they haven't been able to incarcerate their way out of this problem so far, yeah. right? I mean, I think that's pretty well a settled uh, thing. This, uh, you know, they 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 arrest, they filled the jails up with as many uh, as as many uh, you know kind of uh, dealers of substances that they possibly could find, and uh, yet the problem has never been worse, right? Yeah, I don't know. Are they putting people in jail in Canada? Uh, yeah, they're putting people in jail in Canada, not to the same not to the same extent, but uh, yeah. I can tell you as someone who's been in jail, they are putting people in jail. <laughs> Not, yeah. Um, Fair enough. But, uh, but to the, uh, are they doing it to the same extent? No. I mean, certainly, you know, in Vancouver, you can have, uh, you know, you can have up to three grams of uh, any substance on you and you're not getting charged. Uh, In Toronto, it seems like the, uh, it it almost feels like that's where we're at anyway. I think the, uh, you know, possession charges are, you know, few and far between. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like they, they, actually, I shouldn't say I'm not in that environment but it doesn't seem like they're charging everybody who has uh, drugs on them no it doesn't seem like that and i don't i don't know what the percentage of charges are and up and down or whatever but uh but it feels like they are certainly down um it, it you know it's uh um which i think is you know i, I don't know the, the drug problem keeps getting worse yet you know so we still have, we haven't fixed anything um, you no, know, you can't no say that there's, you know, uh, I don't think anybody thinks we're even going in a better direction. I, I don't know too many people that say, okay, this is, this is where we should be. No, I mean, I mean we don't have access to uh, treatment. Uh, Correct. We don't have access to the level of uh, harm reduction or regulated drug supply that a lot of the advocates are uh, looking for. Right. And um, I think that's the controversy where we're at right now, right? So there's there's many people that say, and certainly in Canada, that the problem is uh, the bureaucracy won't allow us to give people more uh, safe drugs. Um, and uh, if they would, then we would be, um, then that would be the panacea and everything would be fine. But there are some of us on the, you know, demand side that suggests that that might not be the panacea you think it is. Yeah, no, there was an article in Global Mail today, and uh, yeah, I mean, I think the person was just saying that. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're at the point where where people differentiate right between addiction versus substance use, too, right? They say that there's addiction, which might be whatever it is, and then there's substance use, which is more like a choice and recreation fun. You know, you have your coffee, um, I have my beer. You have your uh, fentanyl, uh, I have my crystal, and which maybe, maybe, maybe the way it should be. I don't know. I don't know how it should be. I just, I, I just, I just think it's like this is such a big bag of um, 
worms. I don't know if you can use that uh, example. And there's all these stories where there's almost no congruence right around. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep you accountable on that last thing. So you don't know if that's the answer. Do you think that should be the answer? Do you think that potentially the answer is that there should be more supply for people? You, th- you think if you had your, you, you think if we legalized uh, or, or decriminalized, uh, legalized, I guess that would be if, if you should have your, that scenario of having your bag of meth, um, do you think I, it's I, I think people, that- I think people who use uh, drugs uh, deserve to know what they're, what they're using and there should be a way to, for them to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, I don't think um, putting all the money into having, uh, as that being the only intervention, uh, uh, yeah, I can't see that. Uh, I mean, I, I, the philosophy of care that um, that that we, well, I say we, but I, I shouldn't speak for you. I mean, I, I, I really just want to know what's important to the person, what they care about, what the challenges are. And then over the course of several visits, you try to figure out, you know, um, would they meet criteria for any psychiatric diagnosis? Would they be, do they have any medical conditions that require interventions? Uh, are there any personal, um, social, spiritual things that are missing in their, their life? Uh, are there certain therapies that would help them process the world a little bit better? Um, anything that can replace whatever the drug does for that person? And then you try to create a space where they can move in that uh, direction. Right. I, I'm I'm old and I've gotten to the point that uh, like it's 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 embarrassing, but like I like uh, I, I don't even want to have a beer at night sometimes because I'm a bit tired the next day. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I can just avoid it, I'll I'll, I'll avoid it. And so uh, you know, I just uh, I, I don't know if I'm the right person to decide whether people's well, values should be. Oh, I'm not suggesting anyone's values, but I think I, I was, what I was trying to hold you accountable for is this kind of, do you I mean, think more saying, supply uh, is the answer? Yeah, I mean, I'm just scared, right? I'm just scared to say that uh, I think we're going the wrong direction, right? Like I just... Well, I'm not saying think, we're even going in the direction of more supply. I mean, but but that's where it gets tricky, right? It's like, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, some of the some of the challenges is, is that, you know, when, uh, like when we deal with, for example, individuals with unlimited means, for example, which we've covered in other yeah, episodes, no, no, right? Yeah, no, there's no way I can uh, stop it, right? So if somebody has like, uh, I mean, I have memories of a lot of people where they have unlimited access to whatever the drug uh, is. Uh, It's not at the point that it's causing uh, death. They're able to hide it from their family and loved ones, uh, but they're they're not uh, living the life to their potential. And there's still a lot of regret, a lot of this, a lot of that. They're just stuck in the cycle and they can't stop it. And part of them wants to, but part of them is not ready to give up whatever that uh, experience is. That's that's a... uh, my point is that that's a difficult uh, individual to sometimes work with, right? Yeah. Uh, because and, they, they don't have the consequences. Yeah. They've got the unlimited means. And, yeah. and, I, and, and even I, with alcohol too. So even with alcohol, it's so hard to get people to stop uh, stop drinking, right? Like it's just, it's, uh, and uh, it's, yeah. It's yeah. like even like alcohol, like we see people in the hospital all the time. The, the, the morbidity mortality is through the roof uh, for, for alcohol. Right. But we are both absolutely for, you know, people not having drugs being poisoned by something that they're they're doing, right? I mean, that's obviously nobody. I don't. Think I, anybody... I think everyone deserves to know what's going in their their body yeah, when absolutely. they they take yeah. it. Yeah, that that part I, I absolutely believe. Uh, and uh, and it's so sad seeing all these uh, kids, you know, like um, 
yeah, kids uh, passing away and stuff, right? Yeah. It absolutely is. Um, when I was in a first year psychology uh, class, you know, like uh, uh, I was, I think it was like a neuroscience class or psychology class. I don't know what it was. And then the guy did a lot of animal experiments, right? A lot of animal experiments on like cocaine, amphetamine, stimulants, and this, this, and that. And the one thing he said was like, don't do heroin. And then like I just wrote that down like in big letters, don't do heroin. And the person beside me looked at my notes and started laughing because I had nothing else written on that sheet, right? Because it's all multiple choice tests, right? So you just like read the material and you get it. But it's, it's one of the things where for some people, you know, like that don't do this is sometimes a very effective a tool. Not the way the government rolls it out. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. Um, but but I think, you know, in uh, in some cases for some people, avoiding certain things have value. I think about the people I work with where uh, maybe they had a father or a grandfather who died of alcoholism, right? And yeah. uh, and they've just, they saw that or they maybe their parents used to drink. There was a lot of uh, abuse and stuff at the home. They're like, I never want to do that. And all of a sudden, that's one problem they never have to carry and uh, shoulder. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think we've we've covered it. Have we? Have okay. we? Have we? I don't know. I, I feel like uh, I, I feel like we were. We, there's no catharsis. It's just like a lot of this is unsettling. It's unsettling my stomach. It's unsettling my mind, and 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 I have no idea how to approach this. And it's just so sad with all these young people uh, dying and now the people being charged and like, and whatever we're doing, I don't know how much the government is spending, you know, how much they're spending on uh, uh, substance use. Maybe if we had uh, two investigators in uh, in narcotics trafficking sitting here, we'd be like, okay, you know, the problem is, is that, you know, we've only got six detectives and we should have 12 or we should have 18. So, you know, and that might, and that would finally do it, right? If you, if you spend, maybe they would think that you could spend your way to stop the enforcement, but these drugs are getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. I don't know how you find them, right? Thanks for watching. If you like what you saw, please feel free to like and subscribe. That way you'll get notified when we come out with new content. We try to come out with new content about uh, every week or so. So anyway, thanks again and see you soon.